Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Did you guys know that 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What do you got to do? Visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, are you guys ready to roll? Are you ready to roll? What a great night to be on the air. Let me tell you how to get part of the show. If you want to send me a tweet, I should get tweets tonight. Like I'm giving away gold bricks for crying out loud. You should be tweeting me early and often at Stinkin' Genius 1. S-T-I-N-K-I-N. Genius. G-E-N-I-U-S and the number one. If that's not good enough for you, I don't know. We'll give out the number. I don't know how many calls we can take because we are loaded tonight at 877-99 on Fox. 877-996-6369. In about 15 minutes from now, Bill Bender will stop on by National College Football Writer for the Sporting News. Make sense of everything that happened in college football today. So that's coming up. The Sager will also join us later on as we get you updated on all the late games and what's going on in the World Series. And, of course, as he joins us every Saturday, Vegas runner live from, where else, Las Vegas, to give us the updated odds, which way they're moving, which way they're changing, and what about the World Series odds, all that coming up in hour number two plus my picks. All right, real quick, let me get you right what's going on in the World Series. Game four, of course, the Astros up two games to one. Dodgers making a little bit of noise right now. 1-1, Dodgers-Astros tied at one. The game's in the top of the ninth. There's nobody out. There's runners on first and second for the Dodgers. Uh, Bellinger's up for the Dodgers. It's 1-0. We will keep you updated what is going on there. Uh, and of course, it was one nothing. The Astros only have one hit. George Springer with the home run. Of course, we had him on the show last week, guys. Remember that? 
Had him on the show last week. He gets the big home run. That is the only hit they have. And let me tell you something. It's not going to be tied much longer. I promise you that because they're going to be going crazy in Los Angeles. Because somebody just came through with a big base hit and his 2-1 to one Dodgers and runners on second and third still. Nobody out. Woo! Look at the Dodger fans going crazy back in L.A. Of course, they'll cruise all year. Raider Ryan is now Dodger Ryan tonight, oh. that's for sure. <laughs> I'm always Dodgers, baby, always. Is it Dodger Ryan or Raider Ryan? It's, what's first? It's it's Papa Bear. That's that, what it is. But what's for Dodgers or Raiders? If you could only pick one winning, what's first? It's Raiders. Wow. But you're still happy what's going on right now, of though. Of course. Incredible. What a pitching performance uh, uh, by uh, Alex Wood. What a, what a just unbelievable pitching performance with the one hit. And then gets yanked right away. And, of course, everybody's like, oh, is he doing the right thing? And, 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 of course, questioning, is that the right move? But right now, Dodgers 2, Astros 1, runners on 2nd and 3rd, top of the ninth, nobody out. I will keep you updated let you know what's going on. Let's get over to college football. Yes, and I know everybody's talking about, and I don't think I'm going to turn a blind eye to what happened with Gurriel and the suspension. He gets a five-game suspension uh, instead of maybe getting a one-game here in the World Series. I'll touch on all that. I just want to get you caught up on what's going on. Uh, a couple of late games going on right now. Uh, Oklahoma trying to run away from Texas Tech. This one's been a shootout. Sooners lead it 42-27. It's still plenty of time late the third, like 434 left in the third, Oklahoma with the ball uh, and moving. So again, we'll let you know what's happening there. Uh, Texas Tech had jumped out to a lead and they had 20 points in the first quarter. Uh, and since then, only have gotten one touchdown. We'll let you know what's going on. Clemson, st- it's not like they're struggling, but the game is still close, even though the game's winding down. Clemson 24, Georgia Tech 10. It's probably not going to be as close as the final score indicates, though. Uh, 4.43 left in that one big game. Uh, of course, Clemson trying to get the win in my Arizona Wildcats. I believe just got a field goal before halftime, which is incredible. They lead Washington State 23-14 that game now at the half. All right, let's get to the big game today. Oh, boy, oh, boy, what a game that one was. And I was one of the people that wrote off Ohio State. I wrote off Ohio State when it was 14 nothing. It was 14 nothing. I'm already tweeting out like a damn fool. Whoa, Penn State opening up the whole can. This one's going to get ugly. And, if, and let me tell you something. It did get ugly. Penn State had 28 points in the first half alone. It was 28-17. And I believe Penn State got the first touchdown to make it 35-17. And to see what Ohio State did in the fourth quarter, to see JT Barrett put up the numbers that he did, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe I was watching the same quarterback that so many people wanted out of the lineup. 33 of 39, 328 yards for touchdowns, also rushed for 17 times for 96 yards, almost 100 yards rushing. Of course, my producer, Eminem, now jumping on the Ohio State bandwagon. Are you not or what, my friend? I've always been an Ohio State fan. You Uh. know this. I'm an Ohio person at heart. I want to see your Twitter account and what you tweeted out when you were down by, what, 18 or whatever it was. I, I didn't tweet. I'm very strategic about that. I'm not very emotional on Twitter. You know what, what were you saying to yourself when that was the score? I want to know. 
I wasn't feeling very good, but hey, yeah. anything can happen in college football. You, you, you of all people who, who root for like eight teams calling out somebody else. I mean, really? Seriously, well, Arnie? At least I'll, I say when my team's bad. At least I say I, I've given up. Like I, when the Dolphins were down 33 nothing to Baltimore, I said game over. How about that? See, I, I waved the flag. How about that? I could have I turned the TV off in the, after the first drive, after, after the first 10 minutes and told you. I, I didn't have to watch that one. So you're, you're obviously happy with the big comeback. What a victory that was. Um, and, and the black punch started it all. I, I believe Penn State let that slip away, Eminem. I, I got to tell you, I, I really believe, as much as that was a great comeback by the Buckeyes, I really believe Penn State's going to be looking at the game film, kicking themselves. They could have won that game so many different ways. Unbelievable. If you want to go ahead and tweet me, and a lot of people are sending me tweets right now, it's Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one, but Ohio State wins it 39-38. They remain perfect in the Big Ten. They're 5-0. and Penn State now 4-1. and And I'm going to give you my rankings uh, a little bit later on, I'll let you know, like, my top seven, and tell you who's going to move up and who's going to move down. All right, some of the other games, Georgia, Pounds, Florida. No surprise there. 42-7. Matter of fact, there was 21 nothing at the end of the first. You could have turned the game off at that point. You didn't have to watch. Matter of fact, you could probably turn it off even before the end of the first. And now rumors about Florida's head coach, Jim McElwain, uh, looking to be bought out of his contract. Not at the end of the year. Like ASAP. I'm surprised that we're on the air right now and it hasn't been done. It'll probably happen sometime uh, tonight or tomorrow, I'm guessing, and, and they'll be announced. I mean, I don't have any inside information, but the rumors are so strong out there. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, they dropped a 3-3 three and three in the SEC, 3-4, and four, I believe, uh, overall. Or Wait a minute. Yeah, 3-4 and four overall. So uh, not a good year so far. Florida gets clobbered by Georgia in this one, uh, 42-7. So Florida's going to be probably looking for a new head coach. And how about TCU? Yeah, finally. And thank goodness this happened because they were on the direct course to get to that four-team championship. Let's give Iowa State some credit. I saw a stat today that Iowa State against top five opponents in the history of Iowa State football, they were 1-54. in 1-54 in against top five opponents in the history of Iowa State football. I don't even know how far that goes back. Could be 100 years, okay? This year, they're now 2-0. and How about that? Now with the victory over TCU, and let me tell you something, this destroys TCU. When I did my top seven, I don't have TCU in my top seven or eight or nine or maybe even top ten. That's how far I dropped them. I'm not going to reward them for losing. And not, nothing against Iowa State, because they have actually did crack the top 25, and they're playing the best football I think I've ever seen Ohio State play. Iowa State, excuse me, Ohio State, Iowa State play. But what a win for them. Another signature win for their program. And TCU goes down. And I'm wondering how far the hard frogs are really going to fall down. Like I said, I don't have them in my top seven. But that doesn't mean they won't be in the top seven. I believe that this loss really, really should hurt them. Because, again, when you look at the Big 12, not as good as all the other conferences out there. We know that. So I don't even make an argument on that. 
And now we're going to let him get away with playing uh, 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 teams that are not as hard, teams you won't find in the top 25, and to skate on through. They got that number four ranking by false pretenses. I promise you that. So I'm glad TCU lost. Iowa State, good victory there. Uh, Iowa State wins at 14-7. Wisconsin, you know, it wasn't pretty, but they go on. It's kind of like survive in advance. They beat Illinois 24-10. And I got to tell you, Miami's a fraud. I know they beat North Carolina 24-19, and I believe North Carolina Carolina had the ball right around midfield with like a little bit less than two minutes left to try to go ahead and take the lead in that one. Every time Miami took a double-digit lead or a two-score lead, uh, they had such an easy chance to put the game away. But North Carolina fought back. And this is a North Carolina team that's not played good football this year. 1-8 and eight overall, 0-6 in the ACC. This game should not even have been even close, not even this close. 24-19, Miami should drop. A little bit, just because of the struggle they had against the North Carolina team. That's not very good, and I don't care if it's on the road. That was a horrible performance. Now, one other game I wanted to, or a couple other games I wanted to get to. How about what Notre Dame did? 35-14 over NC State, and this was kind of a back-and-forth game in the first half. It was 14-14. Notre Dame took the lead right before the half at 21-14, and it was all Irish in the second half. All Irish. 14 nothing in the second half. They went at 35-14. Let me tell you something. All the Irish have to do is get by Stanford and Miami, and they'll beat Miami. I already fe- figure that. I think Notre Dame's going to run the table, and they will. They will be one of those teams in the four-team playoff. I could see that happening already. So Notre Dame, big victory. They didn't want to overlook NC State. And by the way, NC State came in at like number 14 in the country, and they still very easily could have been overlooked. But good job by Notre Dame, especially in the second half, uh, of picking it up and shutting out NC State, winning it 35-14. Let me get back to the World Series. Right now, bases loaded, right? Still 2-1 Dodgers, top of the ninth, one out, bases loaded, and a 2-2 count on the Dodgers. So, I mean, the drama in this World Series just oozing. I mean, usually my crew in Los Angeles is, you know, pestering me and jumping into the show. I already can feel the intensity of them watching the game uh, on the television out there. So uh, we'll keep you updated on that. I got to get some of the the tweets are coming in like I am giving away $100 bills. I'll tell you that right now. Uh, They are coming in, so I'm not going to ignore them. I will get to them. And... Uh, we almost had a grand slam, but it was just foul. Just foul. You st- that one would have definitely, it looked like that one would have been out. So uh, maybe I want to see it again. Was when I looked up, I'm like, is that one out of here? And uh, yeah, it wasn't as close as I made it out to be, all right? We're going to come back. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and get to Bill Bender. He'll join us. We'll make sense of everything that happened in college football today. He is the national college football writer for the Sporting News. So he's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. What does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? What does it mean? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. My Dodgers. Three-run homer, of course, uh, Raider Ryan getting mad at me because I said, that's a homer. Well, I don't know why you get mad at me when I say that's a homer. I don't know why that's all upsetting to you. Because you're like six seconds ahead of us. You spoiled it. You spoiled it for me. I wanted you to be. Spoiled it. What? How you can't sp- a home run? Dude, I didn't want. I want to see it for myself. I don't want you to tell oh, me it's going to happen oh, before it happens. Right. You suck the joy out of everything. Anything that brings joy to my life, you just suck it away. You suck it away, Arnie. Is it? Is this why people don't like me? 
This is this is why people don't like me. It's, a, See, this, it's, one, it's one of the plethora of reasons, aren't But this you? is why I have to work by myself. Everybody else has teams on weekends except for me on Saturday because nobody wants to work with me, and only Plank will work with me on Sundays. All right, though, let's go out to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, National College Football writer for the Sporting News. He was also at the Penn State-Ohio State game. It's Bill Bender. How you doing, Bill? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. Bill, give me, give me the feel. What was it like? It must have been an electric atmosphere. Then it must have been like a, a balloon deflated because they were down by 18. And the way they rallied at the end, give me the feel out there. That was amazing. Yeah, I, I mean, like most people, you kind of thought the game was over at, uh, you know, six minutes left down 11. But JT Barrett caught fire. Amazing fourth quarter. I wrote that. I think he's the Heisman front runner now, and that's not a hot take. It's just looking at what he did in the field, and you can make an argument for Mayfield, and you can make an argument for for Barkley, but at Barrett, it, at the very least, is definitely in that conversation now. Oh, he his numbers were outstanding, and you know, usually you see numbers like that in a Madden or an Oklahoma State Big Twelve game, or or some garbage like that. Thirty three or thirty nine over like three hundred fifty yards, almost a hundred yards rushing. I I mean, to do that against the Penn State team, against the number two team, that uh, you don't see numbers like that, and you know, especially I was like, hey, is there another JT Barrett on this team? I didn't know about it. This is the same guy that people wanted benched. It was tremendous. It really was. It's really a coming of, of age for him. I mean, he's been through every situation in his time at Ohio State, and he was in, you know, again, I, I thought this game was over. I'll be quite honest with you. But the way they rallied back, tremendous missed up uh, Penn State. And I have a feeling they're going to feel it even more in November when they're locked out of the playoffs because of this loss. Oh, Bill, let me, let me ask this. What was it like in the stadium when uh, Penn State, they had the ball, the jump ball in the end zone. Uh, it looked like it was intercepted by Ohio State. They looked at it again, and it went from uh, interception Ohio State to a touchdown Penn State. I, what was that like? A pretty amazing swing. I, I thought he caught it, though, you know, and I thought, here we go. Here's that controversial call that's going to ruin this game because that's all we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Unfortunately, you know, JT changed the headline um, from that. But I don't know. What did you guys think? I thought from where I was at and watching the, the replay that the Penn State kid actually caught the ball. It was a lot like the Phil Mary. You know what? I I thought he caught it also. I thought he came down with it and he wrestled away from it, uh, you know, uh, while they were on the ground and they talk about a football move. But just just in the slow-mo, it looked like he got it to me. And matter of fact, if they would have ruled it a touchdown, I don't think they would have overturned it, to be honest with you, you know? Right, right. And, you know, that was there was a couple rough calls in this game. But, again, you know, um, Penn State kind of – it was very similar to – the Michigan game last year, where Michigan kind of dominated the game for three plus quarters, and you think it's over, and you're ready to press send on your column, and then uh, <laughs> I'm not going to lie, if I sound a little frazzled, it was because I had to rewrite a lot of things and uh, kind of rewind. But um, you know, and, and the other thing is, Penn State didn't really run the ball effectively, and that that added up over time in this game. All right. I don't know if you heard. Of course, Georgia beat Florida 42-7. It looks like Florida's going to buy out Jim McElwain. Uh, um, who's next up for him? And uh, right in the middle of the season, what, they can't even wait till the end of the season, huh? Did they, did they fire him? They're, they're trying to buy him out now, I guess, is the reports. Oh, boy. Well, yeah, I mean, this has been a bizarre week for them, and it's only going to get more bizarre, I, I suppose. Um, you know, and I saw the score, and that was one that I thought would be a lot closer. So <laughs> I don't know if you fire him now. It's kind of the same situation as Butch Jones, and then, you know, it's going to kick off wild speculation. But, um, 
You know, if you'd have told me Jim McElwain was going to get fired before Butch Jones on Monday, I, I would have taken that bet probably. No, I, I would have I, taken I, that bet. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, what about the other big upset? Iowa State, who I saw a stat, I think they were 1-54 in against top five opponents in the history of their program, 2-0 uh, and this year. They beat TCU 14-7. I got to drop TCU so far down because I don't want them anywhere near the top four anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, and are you going to uh, hire Matt Campbell at Florida or Tennessee or anywhere right now? Is there a hotter coach in the country than that guy? I think, uh, you know, amazing, amazing job he's done there in, in two-plus years. And, and I've been telling people this all week, and I live in Ohio, obviously. He comes from that Division Three powerhouse Mount Union, which most people have heard of them, some of the streaks they've put together. Right, right. And we're finally seeing one of these coaches coach, and he's doing a heck of a job. Yep. What did you think of Kentucky with the victory over Tennessee? Oh, but I, I don't to be Butch Jones right now. I, I can't even imagine. I can't imagine what it's like to be him uh, tonight going to sleep. You know, I picked them to win that game early in the week, and I thought, <laughs> well, so that's see, I'm admitting on real life radio how wrong I was. But that was before the Kelly suspension too. But uh, you know, as it's it's just been a disaster of a year for them. I think they will move on eventually. It's a tough place to coach, though. And I'd say this in that I hear every criticism Jim Harbaugh gets at Michigan. I think Tennessee's a very similar place to coach with the expectations, the traditions, and, and just a job that chews coaches up. All right. Your top four before we go, Alabama, Georgia, Wisconsin, Ohio State, or do you have Notre Dame in? Am I put, leaving somebody out? Oh, you're killing me because I'm doing this now. Oh. <laughs> so uh, Alabama, Georgia, one and two. I think Notre Dame, Ohio State take the next two spots. And, and that's couching it that if Ohio State and Wisconsin played next week in the Big Ten Championship, Ohio State's favored, right? So I'm yes. going off that justification for now. And I know what Wisconsin's record is, and that's going to upset some people. But that's kind of that's kind of what I think the committee is going to do on Tuesday night, too. You know, I I think you have a good point out there. I don't know if, he, if if Wisconsin feels like they should be because they're undefeated, but they played a couple of games close that, that should not have been pl- uh, close. We'll see what happens. Uh, hey, thanks a lot, Bill. appreciate you stopping by. Great job, my friend, and finish up your writing, and we definitely will have you on again. Oh, rock and roll, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Take care. Bill Bender, everybody, National College Football Writer for the Sporting News. Uh, you could tweet him at BillBender92. That's at BillBender92. Uh, yeah, I got Alabama, Georgia, uh, and I'm going to do my top seven later on. I'm not so sure Wisconsin does deserve to be over Ohio State. By the way, it's a final after the home run. Doesn't make a difference, though. Dodgers win it 6-2. There this you go again, spoiling tie. it. Spoiling oh, it again. You, oh, but you know what? When I didn't say anything, there was the home run. And were you surprised? Surprise. I hope that was a big surprise for you that I didn't say anything so I could let you enjoy the home run by the Astros. I hope you like that one, big boy. Anyway, this series tied at two games apiece. It is going to go back to Los Angeles. You're a horrible person. Why am I horrible? Why Why does everybody hate me? Why? 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 You know, I because I gave you the score, because I, I have to do a radio show. How could you imagine if I go, hey, everybody, I know the final, but I don't want to give it to you for another 12 seconds could you just, because I want Raider Ryan to be surprised. Yes, could you just give, when, me, give me, can I just have that little bit of joy in my life? Can I just have that? When his Raiders lose. I, I, I swear, between Raider Ryan and then Plank getting all upset at me a couple weeks ago, because I happened to send an emoji crying face when his Sooners lost. Oh, my goodness. If he had a knife, I'd be dead right now. If we were oh. in the same room and he had a knife, I'd be dead. Wait, breaking news. Wow. Did you see what just happened? 
What just happened? Dude, the Ravens just scored again on the Dolphins. Why do you wow. do that to me? <laughs> Don't you think that hurt enough? I, you know, you're kind of numb to it. I, it really doesn't make – if I'm going to lose, I think I'd rather lose 40 nothing than uh, – then lose like twenty one twenty or something like that. That should count like for two losses. That's how bad it was. I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. I'm not. I, I might not even argue with you on that. It was terrible. I mean, I was so excited for the game Thursday night. I'm like, I'm pumped, pumped, pumped. And uh, yeah, that's what I get for that. All right. I know that people have been sending me all kinds of uh, tweets. So uh, if you want to get into stinking genius one, S T I N K I N genius G E N I U S and the number one. Uh, Dustin saying odds of Kenley Jensen blowing two saves in a week have to be below one percent. Yeah, there was. Uh, there's not going to be him uh, blowing any saves out there. That's for sure. And it was, especially when you have. A six to one lead. Adam tweets in, How ironic would it be if Georgia and Miami met up in the playoff or championship? Rick would be cockier than LeVar Ball. Oh, the storylines would be oozing like crazy. I didn't even look, I still don't think Miami's going to get there. And actually, lucky to pull away a victory today against North Carolina, who had the ball right around midfield and only down by five and uh, did a good job. I swear, did a great job in this game. Every time uh, Miami took uh, more than a two-score lead and easily could have put the game away, uh, North Carolina hung on. And this is this team that was 1-8, uh, now 1-8, 1-7 uh, coming on in. So, like I said, they'll lose. They'll probably lose to Notre Dame. Not probably. They will lose to Notre Dame. I, I would bet on that 100%. Uh, all right, we're going to get to more of what's going on in the World Series, more of the late games also. And, uh, of course, the big topic today, what everybody's talking about, is the suspension, the Guriel, uh, where it's going to be a five-game suspension at the start of next year instead of the suspension that it should have been today. We're going to touch on that also. So stinking genius one, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one, or 877-99 on Fox, or 877-996-6369. I heard the Sager is going ballistic uh, in the studio, one because I gave him the day off, and you got to go to the game, did you not, the Sager? <laughs> yeah, you gave me the day off, sure. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah, all the power you wield here at Fox Sports Radio. You sure. are welcome. I, you're good. Look, you're going to want the day off when it comes to the uh, parade, are you not, huh? Yeah, yeah, I was at that classic great, and I, it was a classic. I enjoyed being there Wednesday, but you know you didn't have a show here Wednesday, so it really, yeah. it really well, wasn't I, I the day off. still pulled strings on that. Okay, I sure. It has been a great World Series, and we're we're going oh. to Game 5 tomorrow night with, I assume, Clayton Kershaw against Dallas Keuchel, a rematch of Game 1. The Dodgers at Houston game tonight was 1-1 in the top of the ninth, and Houston only had one hit at the time. <laughs> Houston brings in its struggling closer, Ken Giles, and he takes the loss. Dodgers wound up with five runs top of the ninth. Kenley Jansen did give up another ninth-inning homer, so 6-2 L.A. the final, but two runs, two hits for an otherwise stunningly great Houston offense in this postseason, especially in the Home games and the There's number no way one. that's ever happened before. Just two hits of both of them uh, home runs. Yeah, the uh, home run that broke up the no hitter, two outs in the sixth, was by George Springer. Uh, they were saying that there had been a one hitter when the Braves clinched about 20 years ago. This wound up a two hitter combined wow. for the Dodgers. But again, Houston had the best offense in the league and was great in the home games. In fact, they were not only undefeated at home this postseason, they had never even trailed in a single home game this month oh. until the Dodgers scored 
the five runs in the top of the ninth tonight. Wow. Six to two, L.A. is the final. And again, Fox TV will have game number five after 8 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday night. Clayton Kershaw, right? We It's not official as of today, but oh, it, yes. It's, it's we assume Clayton Kershaw tomorrow, and then Rich Hill would be lined up for game six Woo. at home. He only threw four innings his last start. <laughs> Hill, Hill was available out of the bullpen and would have been brought in if things had kept going tonight. Remember, it was a 1-1 game going tonight. Kenta Maeda pitched so much in relief yesterday, he was not available tonight. They turned out not to need him. As far as college football in progress, number 10, Oklahoma. You know there's going to be a score just while we're talking. There have been so many. Sooners are up 49-27 on Texas Tech, about 11 and a half minutes to go, and it looks like somebody has a goal to go here. Arizona, meanwhile, Arnie, the Arizona Wildcats continue to pile up victories. They're actually leading early third quarter tonight. They're already 3-1 and one in conference and leading 15th-ranked Washington State this evening, 23-14. And that quarterback just keeps going. Khalil Tate with two oh, touchdowns. game, yeah. Two touchdown passes, and I saw him with a run where he just took the snap and went 82 yards. It was like yeah, a high they school got him game. The, they got him down at the three-yard line, had to settle for a field goal at that point. That's right. So it's only 23-14, Arizona right. leading. And, of course, Washington State, as you're jinxing me, is moving the ball down. <laughs> Washington State not only ranked 15th, but if they can come back, Back in this one, Wazoo would be 8-1 this year. Wow. USC, ranked 21st, is leading 14-3 at Arizona State late in the first quarter. And a final at 7th-ranked Clemson, 24-10. Tigers beat Georgia Tech. Ohio State with a comeback win by a point over Penn State. Iowa State upset TCU. Notre Dame wins again, beat NC State. Oklahoma State. And Northwestern with wins. Northwestern with the triple overtime victory over Michigan State. And Houston wins at number 17, South Florida. All right. Uh, Thank you, the Sager. We'll talk to the Sager in about 15 minutes from now and uh, get the last updates of the night, especially in the late games. By the way, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. Easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. What do you got to do? Just go to geico.com or give them a call at 1-800-947-AUTO. Remember, the only hard part, well, that's figuring out which way is easier. Now, everybody talking about Guriel, of course, with the five-game suspension to start next year. And I was listening all day today. Uh, Willard and Broussard, uh, No and, and Parker, and everybody, one after another, it even seemed the same with the callers, one after another, one after another, oh, this guy's got to get suspended now, the rest of the World Series, 50 games for next year, 162 games for the whole year, for life, we got to get this guy, get this guy, and I think I heard one of the hosts go, I can't wait to see one person that's going to go ahead and Make a case for him. I'm, I'm not going to make a case for Gurriel. I'm, I'm not going to be that guy. I'm not going to say, oh, it was no big deal. Yeah, it, 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 was, it was absolutely disgusting, okay? It was wrong. It was wrong. But that's all it was, was it was wrong, okay? It, I'm not going to make Gurriel the case, the step case for racism. I'm not going to go ahead and punish him and have all of racism in the world coming down on his head, okay? I'm not going to do that. I think the appropriate punishment was for five games next year. You don't want to go ahead and disturb the World Series. I'm totally fine with the decision. That doesn't mean that I think he's innocent or what he did wasn't wrong or any of that. What he did was wrong, absolutely. 
absolutely is wrong. But that's his punishment. You know, it's no different. You know, if somebody goes into a store, candy store, and steals a, a candy bar, well, that's completely wrong. Matter of fact, if it was my kid, if I had a eight-year-old kid and he did that, I mean, I'd I'd be horrified. I'd be treating that like murder. I'd be yelling at my kid, going, "What are you doing? Return the candy bar!" I'd march him in front of the store. The store. I'd be doing this, that, and the other. But still, the bottom line is it's appropriate punishment. You do what's appropriate. I'm not going to go ahead and, and you know, over-punish somebody because of what we're experiencing right now. Oh, there he goes. Papa, you couldn't wait, could you, could you, Raider Ryan? Why wait? That's the punishment. When someone does something like this, they don't go, okay, well, we'll then we'll suspend you next week. Or, I, like, Dude, it should be done now. I'm not saying he should have gotten five games, but right. he should have got at least a game in the World Series. It happened in the World Series, so he should be suspended for the World Series, at least a game. Well, you know, I first of all, I can tell you, like, in football, look at what Ezekiel Elliott's going through. And another thing about that is, suppose he would have appealed. I mean, how long would the appeal process could have gone? They would have speeded it up. And also, back to football, Marshawn Lynch yeah. got a game. Oh, uh, is he playing this week? No, he's not. No, he's practicing with the high school team. And, I saw which that. is yes, awesome, I, by the way. I, love uh, that. You know, I, I know he's breaking rules left and right, but just getting back to that, you know, I don't think I don't see what you're trying to get out of making him miss the one World Series game. Are you trying to go ahead and make the punishment to him that much more effective? Do you want him to feel that? Do you want him to go ahead and say, "Now we're going to stick it to you, buddy"? How is or it do we want to go to ahead? him? Well, I, I'm just saying, or we want to use this as a stepping stone, as a way to talk about this, as a way to say, hey, this is wrong, but we're not going to go ahead and have it interrupt the World oh, Series okay. about this. okay, so now it's all just about money, because if the money's involved, then, oh, you can be as racist as you want. But No, it's, it's, you're not it's, making it's, any sense. No, no, it's, it's not about money, about that. It's, it's of course not, it, it is, because it's well, the World Series. If it wasn't the World Series, you'd be suspended right now. Let me tell you, if this was some physical violence... Or anything like that. Let me tell you something. If there was a fight between the two teams, there'd be no suspension for the game tomorrow. The suspensions would be for the following year. And that's physical violence, Ryan. You understand that? I can't can't do words over physical violence. You know, we got to go ahead and keep everything into its proper perspective. Uh, It depends on what it is. It depends depends on the violence. I I think it depends on the act. But this act right here, he should have got suspended for at least a game in the World Series because it happened in the World Series. But you guys just want to stick it to him a little bit more. I think the five games is appropriate. I have no problem with that. I didn't want the World Series to be affected. I want to see the best team win. If Gurriel didn't play today and the Astros lost – what do you think the Astro fans would have been saying? And I want to know what you guys think real quick when the Astro fans uh, gave him a standing ovation when he came to bat. It's Does that dis- mean that— It's disgusting. What? It's disgusting. And, and, you know, and by the way— Why, Wait, 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 wait. Why is it disgusting? Maybe they're just supporting their player who's come back from something that, is done, that he did wrong and apologized, okay. and they just wanted to show their support uh, Okay, first off, that's hogwash for two reasons. One, what he did was dis- disgusting. And two, his excuse— Saying, oh, is that what I meant? Right. BS, man, okay? You're right. And, and, and also, you say, like, okay, you know what? How about the Suns fans who, who when they were playing the Spurs in the playoffs a few years back, when Amari Stoudemire got, got uh, banned for a game? Okay? That happened. Um, they didn't go, okay, you know what? We'll wait till like, uh, beginning of next year to what? suspend you. 
You know, I heard people today call up and say, well, you know, you got to understand where he's from, Guriel, and maybe, uh, the, you know, the things are different. And, you know, and, and everybody's like, oh, that's a bunch of baloney. And then I sort of think, remember what Stephen Adams said about the Golden State Warriors and Steph Curry and uh, I think it was Clay Thompson. Yeah. And, and I forget the derogatory words. He said words, monkey, but, but, yeah. uh, but then they said, oh, well, wait a minute, where he's from, they use that term all yeah, the time. Right? All, great point, but here's my rebuttal. Oh, the, okay. First of all, um, Adams came out and said, you know what, that's just how we talk. Uh, and he apologized. And like he was like, look, my bad, my bad. You know, <laughs> well, that's a horrible example. Wait, wait, you just said good example. Now that's a horrible example. But we gave him a pass on that because where he's from, though, right? That, that, that's got you stumped a little bit, doesn't yeah, it? Not, yeah, huh? that, that's a good no, example. No, it's not because um, where, it else, where else did he play? D- did he play I, in Japan? Uh, yes, he did. So he should know he shouldn't be doing that. Well, no, I mean, of course ah, he knows. No, no. Yahtzee! Of of course he knows he shouldn't he shouldn't be doing that. Of course so he knows. So my example's better yeah. because he played in Japan. It's not like he's never been around Asian um 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 people who played in Asia before. It's, right. So he should know that. Okay. He no, played I, in Japan. Okay. No, I, I and I see that point also. He look, he knows what he did was wrong. I just think five game punishment for next year is enough. So look, you want to tweet in Stinkin Genius 1 S T I N K I N. Genius G E N I U S and the number 1 or 877 877-996-6369. Where did hour one go? We're going to come back. Let's talk to DeSager. How are those late games going? What about my Wildcats? What about some of the... What about ASU and USC? That's a big game tonight. We'll get you caught up in all those games. Coming up next right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Of course, DeSager tells me my team's up by two touchdowns. Now it's 23-20 DeSager, and Washington State looking to take the lead. Way to jinx me to DeSager. And DeSager's not there. But he will there, be there. I'm here. I don't control oh, my own mic. Yes, no, I don't have that power, Arnie. Sorry. You, should, well, you do have that power. Yeah. Now you jinx my team, and now we're about to, and we are, trailing in the game, 26-23, extra point pending. So, uh, And still in the third quarter. That was a, In one break, you've gone, <laughs> you've made my team uh, cough up two scores. Yeah, but you, your Arnie. quarterback has almost 100 yards rushing already in addition to the two touchdown passes. Yeah. So... I know Arizona's trailing at home, but it's only mid-third quarter against 15th-ranked Washington State. They, was the extra point good? That's 27-23? Nah, they haven't kicked it yet, so 26-23. Okay. It's one of those happens. Pac-12 network games, so most of the country is unable to see it. It is no, just well, final. We get that out here in the East Coast. That's a good place for it, though, I'm sure. Well, a lot of us get it at home in Pac-12 country. It's just yeah. uh, some businesses have <laughs> DirecTV. I'll leave it at that. Okay. 10th-ranked Oklahoma in, in a shockingly high-scoring game for three quarters – there were no points in the fourth quarter. It's just ended. Sooners beat Texas Tech 49-27. to Seventh-ranked Clemson defeated Georgia Tech 24-10. Kelly Bryant, two touchdown passes. Number 21, USC, early in the second quarter, is up 21-3 at Arizona wow. State. Oh, so they're crushing them. That's a big game. So far, gets, yes. Yeah, yeah. When it gets first place in that half of the division. You mentioned Tennessee earlier, 0-5 in conference after wow. losing at Kentucky 29-26. Wow. 
Nebraska uh, late score. Oh, yeah. Well, is, Jones is uh, – how does he last the year? People have been asking he, that for a couple last, weeks. Yeah. How did he last the afternoon? I have no idea. <laughs> Nebraska late score got a 25-24 win at Purdue. There were other – aside from Ohio State, Penn State, which we will get to, there were other games in the top ten. Number five, Wisconsin. We mentioned they're easier than normal schedule this year. Eventually, yeah. they'll have to play somebody. Illinois had three turnovers today. Wisconsin won at Illinois 24-10. to That was such a boring game. That's how Wisconsin wins, 24-10 mm-hmm. games like that. Not impressed. I, I feel like the first good team that comes along there is going to crush them. And so who is that good team? You know, we thought all that. Michigan. Michigan. Yeah, exactly. See Michigan struggle early until they got Peters into the game. I did not see that. Or the Michigan yeah. State game, which went three overtimes at Northwestern. Yes. Michigan State missed a 32-yard field goal attempt with about six minutes left in regulation. Threw an interception at the end of the third overtime to end the oh. game. Northwestern wins at 39-31. And in a long game like that, Northwestern only had one penalty. Mich- wow. Michigan, that is impressive. Michigan State host Penn State next Saturday. Oh, they have no chance. Zero chance. Now, Penn State didn't have much on the ground today. Saquon Barkley did run back the opening kickoff for a TD. That was incredible. Eventually, though, sixth-ranked Ohio State beat number 2 Penn State 39-38 with two touchdown passes in the last five minutes. Barkley, the Heisman candidate for Penn State, 21 carries, 44 yards. Yeah, that was uh, the fact that they shut him down like that. And that the Penn State was still 28 points in the first half, which was amazing. Yeah, and it took the two late TD passes for Ohio State to win by a point. That game in Jacksonville, another bad SEC game. Uh, it's, I don't know if it's just because Vern's not there calling the thing anymore, you and your jinxes, but it was number three Georgia all over Florida, 42-7. to The Gators had 14 penalties, just 66 yards passing. They were 10 of 25 through the air and only 66 yards. Yeah. Georgia was four for seven passing and one in a blowout. Did they buy McElwain out or what? Uh, boy, that's, you know, it's SEC, so you can't say never. Yeah. Well, yeah that's there's the money to be had there. there. We'll yeah, see. exactly. We'll see if it's true. Yeah. They denied today's report, but stay tuned if this keeps up. Of course, yeah. it seems like Florida hasn't had a quarterback in years, so... I, I don't know what where you expect to go as a program. Tim Tebow coming back. At you. <laughs> yeah, that's some years. Left. If if the minor league baseball doesn't work out, yeah. yeah. Number eight, Miami is seven and zero. They host Virginia Tech and Notre Dame the next two weeks. Yeah, that's two losses. Uh, Miami struggled at North Carolina today. A bad North Carolina team. Yes, they, had, they did. And if, North Carolina had the ball and a right around midfield, and they were moving the ball to get the winning score. And it was a close game. It was twenty four nineteen final for the Canes. Tar Heels had four turnovers. Miami rushing as a team, 32 carries, just 59 yards. So they'll need to be better the next two weeks. Virginia Tech, their next opponent, did beat Duke 24-3. And Notre Dame beat another top-20 opponent, 35-14, the final against NC State. What about your Dodgers, DeSager? And those Dodgers have tied up the World Series at two games apiece. You know, Cody Bellinger was 0 for the World Series until he doubled in the seventh and scored the tying run and then doubled in the ninth for the lead run. The loss to closer Ken Giles, who, let's just say it out loud, is not the closer anymore for the Houston Astros. I think they've yeah. had it. There's no way they're bringing him in in that situation for the rest of the And we know the Dodgers are going to win game five, do we not? No, we don't know anything. Yes, we if, do. Yes, if the we first do. four games have proven anything, it's yeah. that we don't know anything. I mean, Justin Verlander should have won game number two in regulation, absolutely. Didn't the Dodgers only have two hits in nine innings in that yes. game? Yes, yes. And it still went extra innings in that wacky contest. All right, well, I'm going to give you the we 
weekend off uh, when they have the uh, the uh, no, party, the parade. Uh, yeah, I don't think it's going to be on a weekend, All but right, thank you. you yeah. Thanks a lot, Steve. The Sager Hour, one of the books. We're going to come back, power out of the show, reset, go through the top 25, go through the World Series. Vegas runner will join us at about 15 past the hour right here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, everybody. Good evening as we are coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance. What do you got to do? Just visit Geico.com for a free rate. Quote, are you ready to roll? Vegas runner coming up in about 15 minutes uh, from now, live from where else? Las Vegas. Which way are the lines tilting? Which way the pros are going? Which way the Joes are going? All that coming up in about 15 minutes from now. Plus, you'll get my picks at about 45 past the hour. Right, Just to kind of catch your breath, kind of reset. It's been a real busy Saturday night. Actually, a lot of the games in the afternoon, a lot of the good games, big games in the afternoon, like 3.30 Eastern. Uh, but, of course, the World Series tonight, we start with that. That was 8.20 Eastern, and what a game that one was. I mean, you want to talk – matter of fact, uh, let's go to Turner Ward, Dodger hitting coach, uh, who's going to go ahead and join us right now. Turner, thanks a lot for joining us. Congratulations on the big victory. Oh, man, no problem. Thank you for having me. Uh, you know, you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting for the team to break on out. You know it's just a matter of time, and then you put up the big five spot in the top of the ninth. Yeah, man, that was that was so cool. I mean, the guys just battled, battled. They was facing a good pitcher tonight, and you know Morton did a great job of uh, locating his fastball and uh, you know you know pitching off his off speed pitches. I mean, that was uh, he did a good job. The guys battled, and uh, you know, of course, Jock coming through with that big hit. It was uh, it was special. What was the mindset of the team coming in, being down two games to one, where you start to lose a little bit of confidence? No, I mean, no doubt. I mean, uh, just, you know, with the guys today, I mean, I felt like uh, coming in, it was uh, we knew what we needed to do. And, you know, uh, of course, this game is pressure. I mean, this is uh, the pressure of the World Series. But, you know what, you know, you don't change anything. You keep doing what you've been doing all year. And uh, the guys, uh, you know, it took a while tonight. But, man, they just kept battling and battling. That's what they've been doing all year. How about Bellinger with the big hit? Oh, a couple of hits today. Uh, that was so good. I mean, you know, after last night's game, and, you know, he's, uh, you know, sometimes uh, this game can humble you. But, uh, you know, to be able to bounce back from something like that, I mean, just kind of shows who he is and, you know, his uh, his mindset, his confidence. I mean, just to come out, that was the big hits we had tonight from him. Do you feel like you guys broke out now offensively, or do you still try to think maybe you're going to mix things up a little bit uh, for the next game? No, I mean, these, those guys over there, uh, I mean, their offense is facing some tough pitching. We're facing some tough, tough pitching. We're going to get another good one tomorrow night. And you know what? We're going to uh, have to, you know, get our pitches to hit. And, uh, you know, that's when we're doing our damage. When we're, we get those guys in the zone and they leave pitches up, that's where we're doing damage. And the guys have been doing a great job of, uh, you know, kind of waiting those guys out. Well, look, congratulations on the victory. Way, way to come through. This has been a great series. It's, it, it's just starting out two games apiece, so best of three. Best of luck the rest of the way. Hey, guys, thanks for having me. No, thanks a lot for coming on. Turner Ward, everybody, the Dodger hitting coach. And there you go. Uh, as I was about to tell you, Dodgers win it 6-2. to two. Astros only two hits, both of them home runs. Uh, George Springer had one. Bregman had one. Uh, the one hit uh, coming in for the Astros, one in the ninth, one in the sixth. Otherwise, uh, I thought it was a phenomenal pitching performance today uh, by L.A. Dodger Alex Wood. I mean, five and two-thirds, one hit, one run. The one hit was the home run by 
right. Springer uh, immediately, Roberts, took him out of the game because he had walked two, struck out three. It wasn't so much, well, I was going to say it wasn't so much the pitch count, but he did throw 84 pitches. And uh, and you know him. He likes to make moves like that when when uh, once you give up that big hit or the big run, even if you don't. He will pull you, and you know what? I'm not so sure that's the wrong thing. It might not have worked in in one case, though. In game two, I brought this up. You had your best reliever in in the eighth with a two-run lead, and then in the ninth with a one-run lead. So uh, Dodgers win it uh, two games apiece. And I got to feel right now, I got to feel confident if I'm a Dodger fan, right? I mean, I got uh, Clayton Kershaw, that's easy for me to say, going in game five. And, yes, it's on the road, but... Uh, next thing you know, if you go back up three games to two, oh boy. I mean, all you need is one at home. Even if you go down three games to two and you're going back to Los Angeles, I still feel pretty good that the Dodgers are going to come away with this thing. I said originally Dodgers win it in six. I'm sticking with that. Dodgers in six. But today was a must game. Uh, the ninth inning was a must game. The five runs uh, was the must runs. That They lose that. They go down 3-1. It's not impossible, but you guys know it as well as I know it. Uh, it it's back against the wall time, and you could forget about it. Oh, and by the way, am I allowed to use a phrase like that, back against the wall, or are you going to take it literally, and I'm going to get in trouble for something like that? I don't know. Speaking about phrases and uh, what Mr. McNair said about uh, letting the, uh, the inmates run the prison. He didn't even say it right, where he said run the asylum. And I'll get to that later on all, also, but nobody was talking about that. And also, in hour number one, uh, we talked about Guriel with the five-game suspension. It's going to be for next year. I got a lot of tweets on that saying, you know what, Arnie, you're right. Why affect the World Series? Not for a gesture or for a uh, bad word. You're fine with that. As a matter of fact, let me go to Eddie. Eddie says, hey, uh, I know you don't talk hockey, but the Kings got an incredible goal tonight in overtime with .4 seconds to go. Boston fans stunned. I saw the game went into overtime and they lost. I didn't get to see the winning goal. I'm going to have to check that out, Eddie, so I'm sorry about that. Arnie, you're right. Punishment doesn't fit the crime. This is from Trevor. Hands off any World Series game suspension for a name and a gesture. Uh, and I kind of feel the same way. You know what I'm saying? There you go, Raider Ryan. Always, uh, I'm a racist for that now, right? Is that what it is? The person that, that uh, sent you that message is a moron, is an idiot, because the precedent's already been set. When you do something like that, you get suspended. You you just want the World Series game. You want him to be punished for a World Series game. You know, well, like he that, did it in the World Series, so I don't know. Maybe he should be suspended for the World Series. You know, he doesn't lose any money because the players don't get paid in the World Series. You understand that? It doesn't matter. Yeah. He should he should he should miss at least a game in the World Series. All right. Well, Mike sends in. Hey, uh, Gurria will get punished enough losing three hundred twenty thousand dollars and about to lose the World Series, uh, which is true about that. So he is going to go ahead and get punished enough. And he said, totally agree with you. Suspension for a bad joke that was caught in the corner of the dugout. Let it go, snowflakes. I'm easy. Okay. Eddie. I, oh, really? I, 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 I didn't really? say that. It's always that. It, yeah. No one's offended until they're offended, you know? Right. I mean, it's, it's I, just I so ridiculous. I didn't say that now. That guy's an idiot. I didn't say that. That's Eddie there. Eddie had to go ahead and get that in yeah. for crying out uh, loud. Uh, yo, um, Eddie, you're an idiot. Uh, Brandon says Penn State is a bigger choker frauds than stinking genius is on the air. So thank you for that, Brandon. You know, we, we got to give credit. No, no. I was about to say we got to give credit to the Ohio State. You can't just... You can't just say it was all Penn State choking. This was a, a great come-from-behind victory. And, yes, it did look like it was over. And I want to get to some uh, top 25 college football because, uh, yeah, it looked like it was over when uh, there was about five minutes left and Penn State had the lead, uh, a two-score lead. 
But give Ohio State credit. Give JT Barrett credit. That was absolutely incredible. The numbers he put up, 33 of 39, 328, four touchdowns. Also rushed for 95 yards. And I don't even care. People are going to be talking about the Heisman. Is he the Heisman front runner? I, I don't even care if he's the Heisman front runner or not. That, I, that's the last thing on my mind, okay? That's the last thing I care about. It was Who was going to win this game, Ohio State or Penn State? Because if Ohio State won, they're going to be on that clear path to get into that 14 playoff. If Penn State had won, they would have been on the career path. Not that it's all over for Penn State, and I will give you my top four, though it's not looking good for Penn State. Uh, 39-38, Ohio State wins it, and the biggest victory of the year pretty much. They stay alive. They're 5-1 and one in the Big Ten. Penn State 4-1 and one in the Big Ten. But give credit for Ohio State for coming back in that game. Just a few other notes. Georgia, they continue to just march along 42-7 to seven, uh, against Florida. Just destroyed them. Florida didn't score until uh, late in the game in the, in the fourth quarter. And not have heard from the TCU fans. How about that? Iowa State wins at 14-7 over TCU. Same Iowa State team that beat Oklahoma. The same Iowa State team. And I gave you the stat. Now we're number one. Coming into this year, as a history of a program for Iowa State, they were 1-54 against teams in the top five. This year, they're 2-0. and How about that for a stat, baby? They win at 14-7. TCU shouldn't even be uh, sniffing the top 10. I don't even want them anywhere near the top 10 for crying out loud. So forget about them. Wisconsin wins, but it wasn't impressive. What I was really concerned about is Miami. They beat North Carolina, even though North Carolina had a chance to win that game, moving the ball down. I don't think Miami gets by Notre Dame. As a matter of fact, I know. They don't get by Notre Dame, who looked really good against NC State. And you're probably saying, well, they won 35-14. NC State was ranked 14th. This game was tied at 14. So Notre Dame put up a touchdown right before the half. It was 21-14. And then what a great second half. Notre Dame shut them down. Outscored them 14-0 in the second half. Finley, I mean, look, he's not going to put up the big numbers uh, for NC State, but he was held in check. A little bit over 200 yards and one touchdown. So he struggled. He struggled against that Notre Dame defense. Good for the Irish. They went out. You know, I have them in my top four, uh, top four right now, okay, just so you guys know. And I'm going to give my top seven later on in the show, but they're in my top four. All they have to do is beat Miami and beat Stanford. Those are the only two teams in their way. I think they have Wake Forest, and I can't remember the fourth team. But other than that, they're on that clear path to that 14 championship. It's good. Some teams are going to be on the outside looking in this year. It's not going to work their way out. This year, it won't work its way out. When it comes to the 14 playoff, there's too many teams that will have that one loss, that want to fight it. By the way, speaking about the one loss, did I even bring up Washington with their victory over UCLA 44-23? All the Huskies do continue to win. They're 7-1, 4-1 in the pack. Uh, They're already probably going to go ahead and play in the half of the Pac-12 championship, but yet nobody really paying attention to them. Nobody giving them saying they're like on the outside looking in right now, which I, I never thought that would happen before to the Pac-12. So a little bit uh, surprised about that, but another good victory for them. So that's kind of a look at what happened uh, in the uh, top 25. I didn't bring up Oklahoma State, who crushed West of Virginia 50-39. to shouldn't say crushed, 11-point uh, victory in that one. But Oklahoma State, uh, they move on, but uh, nowhere near going to be uh, in that four-team playoff. You want to get in, Stinkin' Genius 1, S-T-I-N-K-I-N, Genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, 
and the number one. Or uh, you can go ahead and call in 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. And he says, I'm so hurt by Raider Ryan's words. Let it go, Snowflake. He's yelling at you, Raider Ryan. Snowflake. Just wait till <laughs> he gets offended. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, we're going to come back. We're going to talk to Vegas Runner live from where else? Las Vegas. Like I said, where are the lines moving? What about the pros? What about the Joes? Which way are they going? And what are the odds now for the World Series now that it's two games apiece and it's come to the best of three? Uh, with Clayton Kershaw pitching game five. So I'm kind of curious to see how that's going to play out. Vegas runner coming up next. Uh, this is Fox Sports Radio. All right, what does it mean when Geico says just 15 minutes could save you 15% or more in car insurance? It means you probably should have gone to Geico.com 15 minutes ago. Good evening, everyone. Arnie Spanier right here on Fox Sports Radio. Great night to be on the air. By the way, coming up. At the top of the hour, straight out of Vegas with my buddy R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield, a Vegas look at week, I guess, eight now in the NFL and all kinds of stuff. Love the show. If you like to see what's going on in Vegas, to hear about the lines, the games, all that stuff, straight out of Vegas coming up in about 40 minutes from now. R.J. Bell, Steve Cofield, uh, you're going to love it. Great listen. All right, uh, let's go to the Geico Fox Sports Celebrity Hotline. Joining us now, and uh, you can go ahead and check him out so many different places like TheBigMoves.com, or you could tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler. It's our buddy Vegas Runner. How you doing, Vegas Runner? Never better, Arnie. Never better. Week 8 of NFL tomorrow, but First, we also have a Game 5 of the World Series as the Dodgers made it 2-2 today. Going into this Game 4, Houston was about a 2-1, even higher favorite to win the World Series. Not so much now um, as the uh, Dodgers with Kershaw on the mound, as Kershaw is a favorite tomorrow. So you got to make the Dodgers favor for the series. I'm interested to see what the uh, series line is going to be by morning for that. Uh, with Kershaw being the favorite. And then uh, in college football, although Penn State got the cover, Ohio State did prove odds makers right as far as their power rating go. And what I mean by that, you remember coming into the season, I told you that the week prior to college football kicking off, uh, a couple different groups bet Ohio State to win the national championship. That was the hot team, um, as they say, um, for the, from the wise guys to win the national championship. When they lost to Oklahoma, even though you saw them drop from the rankings and the AP and the coaches and all that nonsense, it didn't drop in the odds makers polls, meaning in the, in the power ratings of most professional bettors and, and the odds makers. Um, as you saw, they would make Oak, uh, Ohio State uh, favored over everyone except at Alabama. That was prior to this win against Penn State. So that's why even though they had lost to Oklahoma, you yeah. saw a couple weeks after that, Ohio State was still, you know, second or third to win the national championship. So Vegas hadn't lost, you know, any confidence in them even though Alabama was going to be the best team regardless power rating wise and to win the national championship. They didn't rush 
and, and make a knee-jerk reaction with Ohio State, and it's been paying off. And that's what usually happens, as in the rankings, once a team gets a loss, they come out of the top five and right. even the top ten. Where with power ratings, if a team has a bad day, if they're 6-0 and and they go to 6-1, and you're not going to move them from third down to eighth because of a 60-minute, you know, random football game. And that's the difference between what Vegas does and, you know, what the rankings and how even recreational betters look at it. What was the money line on Iowa State to go ahead and beat TCU? Oh, uh, that that was that wasn't really. I mean, it was a, yeah. a big line, but not that like big of a line. Look, I could look at it right now for you. I, it wasn't it like have been more what than three to one. It was, or something no, like it was that. like yeah. three to one, two and a half to one, plus two fifty on Iowa State. It wasn't that big of a of an underdog where it was like shocking because a TCU only went off as a seven seven and a half point road favorite. Again, wow. you know that's what you got to remember. Even though they these teams, you may see them in, in the rankings, Vegas. Looked Looks at them very differently, and I, I look at it all the times. Like you look at the rankings, and they have some teams up there. Oklahoma is a team that the rankings don't respect. They have them in you know ten, and, and most professional betters have Oklahoma in their top five. You know, and those are like some of the differences. And I think you, you're seeing it start to play out, and it starts to reflect more of how Vegas looks at these teams as the season progresses. All right, Vegas Runner, let's get to the NFL. Let's talk about some of the games. Let me start with Atlanta in New York, taking on the Jets. I mean, Atlanta, they're in a bad place right now. They're just not in a good place, especially offensively. It started with the second half collapse against the Miami Dolphins. It's continued. I don't know if I want to lay any points when they go on the road. I'm kind of thinking that the Jets may be the way to go with this was like six and a half. Well, yeah, coming into the season, you know that there was more money bet on under and season wins for the Jets than pretty much anything else and that was from professional bettors not just the public that was the 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 betting syndicates you know that that thought the jets were just going to mail it in and that's not the case and not only are they three and four straight up but they're four and two against the spread that's 67 percent against the vegas number granted it's a small sample size but still they they've outperformed the betting market the jets have and atlanta coming into the season even though granted they were you know the the super bowl uh runner-up it was a change of offensive coordinator, change of defensive coordinator. There are going to be some changes, and you're starting to see that on the football field and against the spread. They're only 2-4 and four against the spread going into this game, but the public's going to back Atlanta here. It's going to take a while for them to accept the New York Jets as a team that they want to bet on. Remember, you know, once, once perception is made, it's hard to change it. And six weeks of football isn't going to do that. And that's why you're not seeing you know, anyone in love with the Jets, even as home dogs. The public's coming in on the Falcons. The wise guys will take the Jets. I wouldn't be surprised. But the public's going to be on the Falcons tomorrow. Let's get to Dallas and Washington. Washington opened up as a one-point favorite. The Cowboys now a two-point favorite. Um, I, I guess uh, the Joes are, are, liking, uh, are liking Dallas, or is it the other way around? They absolutely love Dallas. Dallas and, yeah. and the professional betters can't get enough. And I don't mean that like the, the the sharp betters. I mean that the betting syndicates, the wise guys, guys that get respect and move lines. They're loving the Washington side and they're loving the under. And here's why: you touched on it. Washington was a, uh, the look ahead line was a one point favor, but what happened was Dallas um, opens as a two just about point favorite. The switch came off the Monday night loss. Washington, not only did they lose the game, but we all witnessed those injuries, you know, player by player getting hurt, and it was talked about and mentioned, and you saw the market start to go in that direction. And I think that the 
at least it seems from the sharp, the, the professional betters, they don't seem to think it's warranted because from everything I've heard, movers out here, they love the Washington side. They're buying up Washington they, just like they bet the under. It was 50-and-a-half. It's down to a low of 47-and-a-half. The public's betting that game over. Remember, there's only two afternoon games, two 4 o'clock Eastern games, that one in Houston-Seattle. So they're going to get all the betting action, and it looks like it's like what you said, pros versus Joes kind of, where the public's going to be all over Dallas and over, and the syndicates already got down on Washington and under. Now, I'm sure you have a stat on teams that are on the West Coast going all the way out to the East Coast. The Raiders are going in the Buffalo to take on the Bills. Bills opened up at three, down the two and a half, so small money coming in on the Raiders. I would think that the Bills are the play here. This team is for real. Their defense is for real. Uh, why are they getting no love here? All that East Coast to West, West to East, Arnie, I'm telling you, it's nothing more but for talk. Wow. Once trends, what these guys from, from – college they're flying all across the country it's nothing new to them it's not like they're going on school buses like back in the day where they're and all of a sudden they get the nfl and they're like gee an airplane mom you know it it ain't like that these kids are flying from 14 so it's not it's trust me that that it isn't like it used to be and that's why it's it's not as strong of a trend and more importantly it's factored into the betting line and anytime a trend or information's factored into the betting line it really holds no value and I think that's why you're not seeing much of a move on lines based on that anymore. And in this case, though, the, the public's coming in on Oakland, and this came off that key number of three. Um, and the books are going to need the Buffalo side. They're going to need the side that you like. And the over's getting a lot of money from both the public and the sharp batters. That open 44-and-a-half is now as high as 46. So uh, a lot of over money in that game also. Chargers getting seven on the road against the Patriots. Patriots going to be without Hightower, looks like, the rest of the year. Chargers will get seven, even though the line opened up at five and a half for the Patriots. So a lot of money coming in on New England. I'm not so sure that that's warranted all that money. I kind of like the Chargers plus the seven on this one. How about New England? They're just two and two straight up at home this year, and that's why they're only a seven and a half point favorite. I mean, Granted, you may, it may appear a lot on the surface, but not for a New England team, and especially not for New England at home. It's not like this team isn't used to being a favorite at home. They were 13-point favorites against Houston. They were 9-point favorites against Carolina. So what do we see? They were 8-point favorites against Kansas City in Week 1. So what we're wow. seeing is the line actually dropping for New England, and it's a, it's a Chargers team that's coming in on a roll, three straight wins. And more importantly, they were dogs in all three of those games, so they weren't expecting to win either of them, both of them, two, first two were on the road. Third one was against Denver at home, big win. Um, so they're coming in on fire. But I don't know, man. I I think that the line being above seven, uh, it's, it's telling me that the, the books kind of like that New England side, and they're letting you take that Chargers with over a touchdown. I'd be a little bit cautious grabbing those points. New England at home still a little dangerous. All right, before I let you go, I, I believe some lines come out has the Dodgers minus 130, Houston plus 110, seven under. Uh, you like any of that for game number five? You got to like that. The, the momentum's now switched. I mean, you know, it, it went, Houston got the lead tonight but couldn't hold it, and I think the momentum's changed. Now, you're not getting any uh, discount on Kershaw. He's a favorite on the road, but in, in a, this is why you have Kershaw for game five. I mean, you're going to back him now or never. So, for me, I kind of like Kershaw in that spot in game five. I would have liked him at a little lower price, but, again, you're never going to get him at a, at a discount. 
Yeah, no, that's for sure. Vegas Runner, always a pleasure, my friend. You can go ahead and tweet him at Greek underscore Gambler. That's Greek underscore Gambler, TheBigMoves.com. That's TheBigMoves.com. Good luck tomorrow, my friend, and we'll speak to you next week. Thanks for having me, Arnie. Enjoy the game. All right, take care. Vegas Runner, everybody. Always love talking to him, get a Vegas perspective on what's going on in the NFL. And I'll give you my picks coming up at, at about 45 past the hour, so looking forward to that. My Wildcats, 44-30 lead over Washington State. Still plenty of time. This game must be like playing six quarters or something like that. There's like 12-24 left in the fourth quarter. I don't know why this game is taking like a five-and-a-half-hour game. I think this game started like 3.30 Eastern or something. It's, it's killing me. But anyway, still plenty of time left. My uh, Arizona Wildcats holding on to a 44-30 lead. Uh, we'll come back after the Sager. I want to get a little bit into Week 8. Do I even have to talk about my Dolphins losing? You know what? I'm not. I'm just going to cross that off as some of my... Yeah, I'm not going to talk about that. No, I don't have to bring that up. And we'll get to my top seven. But first, the Sager's in a good mood. Our Dodgers won. Did they not, the Sager? You mean our Dodgers, the people our here Dodgers. in the L.A. studio. Yeah. What? Yes. By the way, your Arizona Wildcats, that quarterback, Khalil Tate, has 100 yards rushing in four straight games now. They're back in front of Washington State, and it's the fourth quarter, and they're up double digits, and it's looking like only Arizona and USC will be the one-loss teams remaining in the division after tonight because Arizona State is laying a le- an egg of eggs tonight at home. They are down 31-3. Wow. Second to go till halftime. USC is killing the Sun Devils. Remember when I wrote off Arizona and I have nothing else to root for because they lost to like <laughs> uh, Houston or who was it? Yeah, Houston, I think it's it was. It's funny how things turn out because there's still an Arizona USC game coming up on the schedule and it is the Trojans next game next Next Saturday. Oh, that's in, a win for us. In Los Angeles, the Trojans will be hosting those Arizona Maybe I'll fly in from Vermont for that game. That that's could it. be deciding who goes up against, say, Washington in the Pac-12 final. USC's offense tonight, by the way. Uh, not too bad. Nearly 400 yards in the first half. Wow. Sam Darnold's... Yeah, three touchdown passes in the first half. It's 31-3, nearly halftime, and Arizona State only has three first downs. Meanwhile, the Arizona lead is 44-30 against 15th-ranked Washington State, about 11 minutes to play in that game. And there are Mountain West games going. Did you know Fresno State was 4-0 in conference going into tonight somehow? Yes, I did, because I, I, I see Eddie Garcia tweeting about that like a, a badge <laughs> of honor. His, well, yeah, his alma mater. Fresno State's losing at home to UNLV tonight, for crying out loud. Ten- oh, no. They're horrible. Ten minutes to go. Vegas leading 23-16 at Fresno. So Boise State's apparently going to be 4-0 in the Mountain West. They're up 35-14 now at Utah State in the third. And San Diego State, which actually lost a couple out of the top 25. Aztecs are playing the late game at Hawaii. It's only second quarter. San Diego State 14-0. Game four of the World Series went to the Dodgers in thrilling ninth inning fashion. It was 1-1 at Houston. Dodgers scored five runs in the top of the ninth. 6-2 the final over Are you the mad that what's his face didn't go to third base on the double when it was one nothing? Yes, as Cody Bellinger eventually <laughs> scored to break the one one tie. But why is a runner going halfway on a ball that shot almost I, to the warning yes. track? I, you know, I, exa- my wife even said that. She said, well, why didn't he go to third? I go, well, you don't want to make the first or third out at, at third, and he's going to score anyway from second or third. But you're right, because uh, you never know when you bounce one in the dirt or something like that. He was even, when he got the hit, was thinking about trying for a triple, 
If he had done that, he would have yes. scored on the Puig fly ball right after. If he had been able to tag up, for crying out loud, and it all worked out because Logan Forsyth came through with an RBI single. And uh, five runs in the ninth breaks the 1-1 tie. Jock Peterson, talk about managerial moves continuing to mostly work out. This guy had two home runs in the last three months, and now they play him as DH in the World Series. He yeah. gets his second homer of the series. Jock mm. Peterson, a three-run homer. That was a good shot, too. In the that ninth, nice. yeah. High pitch, and he took it out. Oh, and this I Houston offense, which was the best in the league in the regular season, a Houston team that was undefeated at home in the postseason, had never even trailed in a playoff game this whole month. Gives up five in the ninth to lose six to the loss to, shall we say, ex-closer Ken Giles, since he won't oh, be in that role again. Yeah, he's you're not going to see him no, for a while. No, certainly not. Series tied at two games apiece, and it will be Clayton Kershaw against Dallas Keuchel. Fox Dallas TV. Keuchel's not, not, as, not, not been pitching well at all. Oh, but he's been yeah. great at home. He beat, In the first round, he had a good start yes. at home and then dominated the Yankees at home in the LCS. He wasn't bad on the road to start this World Series against Kershaw, so that'll be another great matchup. It's been a great series so far. So what? what so game five is Sunday. Game six would be Tuesday. Correct. Monday travel day. Tuesday, and we're back to normal weather in LA this next week. By the way, no more hundred degrees. I hate having a game seven if there is one on a Wednesday. That kind of you know draws away a little of the fun. You but know what I mean? good ratings certainly better than uh, better well, than there's nothing a else to go up night. against it. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be through the roof. You know, probably. since one way or another, the World Series is going to end in LA. Someone's going to be popping champagne as World Champions Tuesday or Wednesday night. This will be the first time a World Series has ended in Los Angeles since 1963 when Sandy Koufax swept the Yankees. Wow. So you can look at you pulling that stat out from nowhere. I love that. One way or another this coming week. I love that. All right. Thanks a lot, Steve mm-hmm. DeSager. Very excited about our Dodgers. Um, Stop uh, it. Stop you know it. why? Well, why? You think I'm some big jinx or something you like that? You are a jinx. You're the kiss of death. Uh, a little bit of the kiss of death. I'm a little. I'm a little bit of the kiss of death. And while I'm talking to you, because you're like the kiss of death, I'm, I'm watching my Arizona Wildcats uh, pick off a pass and running it back for a touchdown. So now I'm I'm really in a good mood. But no, just just one thing about the Dodger game. It's been or the World Series. Uh, it's been so enjoyable. And like I said, I've can I say I don't have a dog in the fight, or will I get in trouble for that? You know what I mean? I'm, we're not allowed to use uh, expressions anymore because then people think I'm in the dog fighting. Is, is that what's going to happen? But not having my favorite team in the World Series, being a Med fan, um, I've been all into this. I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the, not only the games and the pitching, uh, but also the way they exploded uh, in Game 2 offensively. And plus the little chess moves that are going on. Uh, with Dave Roberts and, you know, when he's going to pull a pitcher and when he's not going to pull a pitcher. And just all that's just been fascinating and just been must-watch TV. Uh, two games apiece, game five tomorrow, Clayton Kershaw and Dallas Keuchel. So uh, curious to see how that – well, I, I really feel good about Kershaw getting the win. Dodgers get the win. I want to say this series is over, but you you never know with the Houston Astros. They've been a team that just fights back all the time. I can't just say that they'll be dead and buried. So uh, two games apiece in that one. You know, just quickly, I wanted to touch on some of the games in the NFL tomorrow. I know we went over a few of the games with Vegas Runner, uh, but just a few. I think the Bills are so underlooked in this game against the Raiders. And I, I know Vegas Runner said it doesn't really make a difference going out to the West Coast but or to the East Coast. But Raider Ryan, your Raiders, they had a must-win last week 
Again, another must victory. They can't drop the three and five, and I don't see them getting the victory on the road at Buffalo. This, this is a tough team. This is a good Buffalo defense, too. I don't think you guys are giving this team enough credit out there. So, Did you give I, the Raiders a chance against the Chiefs? No, I didn't. Yeah, well, there you yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, no, I so, I hear you I laughing over there. You. you know, I have an expression for you. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Wow, can you do that? Do you get in trouble for that if we're going to take everything, you know, on the face surface? But anyway, you, you're not giving Buffalo enough credit. Uh, I'm curious to see what Derek Carr is going to do against that Buffalo defense and if he's going to be able to move the ball, put up big numbers. I don't think he can. I think that Buffalo defense will slow down the Raiders. This is going to be one of the better games. Along also, the Chargers and the Patriots. I know a lot of people are like, what are you talking about? You know, the Chargers did lose Hightower. That's a big part of their defense. They're going to be really stuck this game against the Chargers. Uh, what I say that for the Patriots or for the Chargers? I meant for the Patriots. Yeah, the Patriots. I, mm. I say the Chargers. I'm sorry. Hightower mm. out for the Patriots. Mm. Alzheimer's, yeah. Yeah, thank you. And, you know, that's really uh, really going to leave a, a hole to be filled, and they're not going to be able to fill it this week against the Chargers. I think the Chargers keep this game close. I don't know if they pull off the upset, and I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game, too. Remember, the Patriots' defense, a lot of people think they've figured out things defensively because their last three games, they've played some, such great defense. But then again, I could say Atlanta hasn't figured it out. They're just abysmal. And, you know, it just didn't, uh, it just seems like the Patriots have put it together a little bit. I mean, they were the worst defensive team in the NFL uh, up to about two, three weeks ago. Uh, they're a little bit better, but I think the Chargers are going to expose them, especially like I told you, Hightower is out. I'm really really liking the Chargers in this one. I think they can go ahead and pull off the upset. I think the Bears, you know, I'm not, am I the only person that doesn't like Mitch Trubisky? I, I don't know what everybody sees in this guy. I think he's just going to be an average quarterback at best. I think the Saints are going to rout the Bears tomorrow. Won't even be close. I mean, this one's going to be ugly. You won't have to watch after the first quarter. And the one game I'm really intrigued about, Carolina on the road against Tampa, um, First of all, must win for Tampa. I think coming in at two and four. I'm curious to see how Cam Newton's going to do uh, on the road in Tampa. How that Tampa defense is going to do to shut them down. Cam has been very tested. You know, with the eye rolling at the one uh, uh, media question, asking him if they're going to be able to keep it up and stuff like that. I'm not sure what is wrong with him. If he's just uh, obviously. Uh, uh, just irritated by the questions, or he's just irritated about the way the season's going. But, you know, this is a big game for them also, especially on the road. I'm not so sure they get the victory here. I'm, I'm kind of like in Tampa in that one. So that's just a look at some of the games. And, of course, I told you about the Cowboys and the Redskins. Uh, everybody taking the Cowboys in this one because the way Kirk Cousins looked against Philadelphia. Uh, Redskins play the Cowboys tough. And remember, this is not the Cowboys team of last year. If I'm a Cowboy fan, I'm a little disappointed. They've not played their best football. I kind of like the uh, Redskins in this one. So uh, that's going to be the big game on Sunday. All right, stinking genius one. If you want to get in, ST. T-I-N-K-I-N, genius, G-E-N-I-U-S, and the number one. Uh, as I'm telling you all this, Washington State scored on a long pass play. It is now Arizona 51, Washington State 37, and still plenty of time, 945 left in the game. Didn't I say there was 945 left in the game like 20 minutes ago? Is, is the clock even running in this game? For crying out, is, is the clock even running anymore? 
It's like, uh, we'll just put the clock on, just stall it, and we'll see how far until anybody notices this. All right, um, we'll come back. I'm going to give you my picks for the games tomorrow against the spread. I also, did you guys see that picture of the Oklahoma City plane? That was remarkable. And I uh, I want to touch about Lonzo, him getting benched, so a few stories I want to get to in news and notes. All that's coming up next. I'm Arnie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. Great news, everybody. There's a quick way you can save money. Just switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on car insurance. Touchdown, Arizona Wildcats. They're out now up 58 58-37, 58-37, 6-51 left in the game. My Wildcats up by three touchdowns. And one story that's being reported by Adam Schefter, uh, this coming down, like 10 minutes ago, I think, actually. Houston Texans players are planning to protest as a unit before Sunday's game against the Seahawks in the wake of the team owners, Bob McNair's controversials, inmates running the prison comment. That's what a league source told ESPN's Adam Schefter. So I just wanted to go ahead and get that out. The Texans held a players meeting Saturday in Seattle to decide how to handle uh, Sunday after McNair's comments surfaced, according to the source now, the key, the team could decide to kneel all together and also discuss peeling the Texans' decal off their helmets or raising their fist. However, the team decides to protest. The plan will be revealed on Sunday. All right. Um, I'm not so sure I'm down with peeling the decal off the helmet. I mean, that's who you work for. That's who pays you your bills. Can you imagine you work for McDonald's and you're wearing the McDonald's shirt and you decided to peel off the M off your shirt and said, I'm not going to wear the M? Or just say Fox Sports Radio and I peel off the Fox Sports Radio part or any business I work for. Baskin Robbins and I rip the Baskin Robbins part off. What you you think that's okay to protest like that? You're Could okay you with imagine that? the Clippers taking like the uniforms and turning it inside out? Oh wait, they did do that when Donald Sterling made his comments. Yes, they did. They yes, they did. You were right about that. And they threw their sweat what their sweats in the middle of the floor. Is that what they did? Is it, I think they threw their sweats in the middle of the floor. Um, I'm not big on the uniform thing, but. You know, however way they want to protest, what I don't understand is why is this a race issue? Uh, Why are people bringing up race on this? Because when he said uh, you can't let the inmates run the prison, wasn't he talking about all the players? And there are other players. There's white players, African-American players. There's uh, all kinds of players on the team. So why is that a racist thing? That's why I'm. Not really sure how that came down, but the players are going to find out some protest. I don't know what it's going to be. We'll find out tomorrow. So now we'll have to tune in to see exactly what they're going to go ahead and do before the game. Um, and uh, Martellus Bennett pretty much says he's pretty sure that this is going to be his last season. All right, Raider Ryan, give me a little music. Put me in the mood. Let me give you my Wait, what? picks. Nah, they don't pay me enough for that, Arnie. What? What What I say? I'm, I'm not putting you in the mood. Uh, put me in the mood. Give me a little music. And let me tell you who I like for the games coming up. First of all, let's start with the World Series. I'm going with the Dodgers in game five. Great, what a thanks. Great thanks, man. Now what, we're going lo- to lose now because of you. You know my picks have been right on. I don't know why you say that. 
I had the Dodgers winning in six. I'm going to stick with the Dodgers in six. I think Clayton Kershaw comes through with a big pitching performance. Dodgers win something like five to four or four to three because then they get to the bullpen. Nuttiness happens. People scratch it out. Runs four, three Dodgers win it. Go up three games to two as they come back to Los Angeles. Boy, by the way, what are, what are tickets going to go for uh, at Dodger Stadium for game six and seven? How great is that going to be? That's like the best ballpark in all the world. I'm telling you. Love that place. All right, so got the Dodgers in six. I think they win game five and game six. Let's get to the NFL. I'm taking the Jets plus the six and a half against Atlanta, who's I don't know what they're doing. Looked awful against the Patriots. Looked awful against the second half against the Dolphins. And I don't think things are going to get much better against a very good uh, Jets defensive unit. And I'm going to get six and a half points. Give me the Jets plus the six and a half. I'm all over the Bills. Minus two and a half against the Raiders. Look, the Raiders are just an average team. They're not like last year. And Buffalo's picked it up. They're great defensively. Oh, you don't like that pick, do you, huh? Raiders win a landslide. No, that's not happening. Give me Buffalo minus the two and a half. I'm all over the Chargers. Plus the seven against the Patriots. Losing Hightower, like I said earlier, that's going to be more of a problem than you think. I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Chargers may even pull off the upset. And give me the Redskins plus the two against the Cowboys. Washington wins the game outright. So there you have my picks. Do them as you please, but please, please, please remember now, they are strictly uh, for entertainment purposes only. Thanks to the crew. Thanks to Raider Ryan. Thanks to Eminem for helping things out. Thanks to DeSager, who's very happy about his Dodgers. Remember, I'm on with Chris Plank, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern on Sunday. That's 8 p. to 11 p. Pacific. So make sure you tune on in. Coming up next. Straight out of Vegas, my buddies, R.J. Bell and Steve Cofield, will take a look at the Sunday's games in the NFL. Also, the bad beats and the games in college football. So if you're a Vegas guy and uh, you want to know about the lines and all that good stuff, this is a must-listen to Straight Out of Vegas. That's coming up next. I'm Artie Spanier. This is Fox Sports Radio. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.